This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 464, for the week of January 6th, 2019. What's up? Welcome to a brand new year here at Konzenshu. The podcast. Yes, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I am joined by two lovely folks. Uh, first up, I guess you could say quasi-regular again. It's nice to have you, Julian. Man, your voice totally changed there. So? No, I, I'm actually really impressed with the, the tone of your acting voice there in Japanese. Thank you. <laughs> I just did it off the cuff. I don't know who I cast you as, but that was pretty damn good. New career prospect right there. Exactly. There you go. Oh, hey, there's that other voice. Uh, s- sir, who are you? I'm alive. That's who I am. Keith, hi. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for, for finally including me again. Anyway, so we join here uh, together at the top of the year as we normally do to do our annual predictions, uh, check-ins and new makings of predictions. We also talk about the top stories of the year on Konzenshu. That is the Dragon Ball website that we are from and that is talking to you in your ears right now. I don't know what else to say. I kind of want to just get right on into it. We got a lot of stuff to cover, cool things to talk about, uh, lots of stuff that we got wrong as we typically do. <laughs> so without any further do let's get into the first part of our topic here which is the top stories of the year on Konzenshu. Keith I think it was you and I that did a mid-year predictions check-in episode yes. uh, somewhere around July-ish at that time we had uh we shared the top three stories of the year those top three actually maintained their traffic and their their spot as the top three uh, throughout the entirety of the year so if uh, you heard them then you know what they are uh, so let's work backwards a little bit here from number five to number one so the number five story of the year on Konzenshu and this is primarily by traffic but you know taking into consideration all the other stuff the tweets and all that jazz uh kind of a it bummer was one of the sadder stories yeah yeah tetsuo goto who played uh goasu in dragon ball super the kaioshin from universe 10 uh passed away this year that was our number five story of the year uh, i'm, I'm kind of not surprised in terms of uh his performance really seemed to resonate with a lot of people i think a lot of performances in that arc specifically uh between goasu zamasu and uh nozawa's goku black uh, a lot of people coming in this was yeah so so the universe six arc the six versus seven tournament we got a lot of new characters and so that was kind of for a lot of people who kind of left behind the dub and what they had known before from the movies. Like this is first all new material, uh, first chance to get into these new characters. But I think the Trunks arc kind of took that even further because that's when the simulcast started. So it was much, much easier for people to get a hold of and check out the episodes as they were airing. And I think Goto's performance just uh, left an impression on a lot of people. What do you guys think? I would be inclined to agree with that. I mean, he was um, basically a newcomer to the series um, in any significant role. Yeah. And 
he wasn't with us for very long, but he was one of the focus characters of that arc. So he got a lot of screen time. Mm. And it was a very popular arc. Yeah, yeah. As well. So I'm kind of not surprised in that respect. I mean, obviously, the passing of a voice actor will, will get... Yeah. Anytime somebody passes away, that usually... Because fortunately, knock on wood... It doesn't happen very often. No. no. Uh, there have been a few, though. Uh, we lost some big ones over the last yes. couple of years here. But uh, that was that. I don't want to dwell on it too much because, again, it's not like, oh, this is our number five story. Blah, blah, blah. Not really <laughs> that kind of approach here. Uh, so let's just go straight to the number four. <laughs> this is kind of a weird one on the list. But uh, I had some thoughts on this one as well. And that was uh, Dragon Ball Super Manga Volume 5's various cover arts. Uh, so Super Volume 5 got some bonus cover art uh, at particular stores in Japan. If you, I think, if you pre-ordered or if you just went and picked it up there, there was an alternate cover art. And you wouldn't think, well, why would this be one of the biggest stories of the year? Uh, what do you guys think? Why would something like this <laughs> be so important? Hmm, I think it's a combination of it of the story part that it covers and just um, people seem to gravitate towards the bonus artwork and that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, for all all of Toyotaro's faults, he does pretty good covers. So I think people tend to enjoy that. I don't I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> it's kind of because a it's, one. it is kind of just like out there. It's almost yeah. an outlier. Yeah. I would say. I think uh, this ties into what we'll talk about with uh, the number two and number one, where just around this point, anything that was about Dragon Ball Super in any capacity was going to get more traffic than it probably otherwise would have. But this is also at a key point in the Super comicalization where uh, during this Future Trunks arc, where it's not only just going longer and longer and longer, but it's also diverging heavily from the animated television series. So anything that was new and different about it was, oh, we got to see what's going on over here as well. Uh, I mean, Konzenshu is just strange like that sometimes, where the stories that just seem like an innocuous, oh, bonus cover artwork. Uh, yeah, that's the number four story of the year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, number three. This one makes sense. <laughs> the 2018 film's key staff, and in addition to that, Akira Toriyama had a comment about it. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of thing that you expect to see on the top five news stories of the year. Uh, the key staff, I mean, the major shake up here was uh, obviously going to get some traffic. Uh, we had now Hero Shintani taking on animation supervision duties uh, previously held by Tadayoshi Yamamuro, no longer working on it in that capacity on this particular product. Obviously, Yamamuro is still over there on Heroes. But in addition to that, it was not just that there's going to be a movie, but we got the key staff and uh, Toriyama comment. Now, Julian, you retranslated Toriyama's comment, even though it was yeah. already in English on the site. Uh, I think that's another reason why uh, our particular story here got uh, a good amount of traffic. Yeah, I found that the version of the comment that they had on the official site was lacking in some key details. So I translated myself. Because <laughs> somebody has to. I don't know how much other analysis we can put in. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an obvious choice. Well, it's kind of like what you said. Anything that's going to be super related is pretty much just going to draw. Yeah. So anytime there's a movie and when you get that first like big burst of and the Toriyama comment and the staff like that's going to set the tone for everything moving forward. And yeah, that's going to be the top story of the year on our site for that movie. That makes sense. All right. So then the number two story, which you, you might think would have been the number one story, but it wasn't uh, that the Dragon Ball Super time slot was shifting to a new Gegege no Kitaro animated series 
taking over mm-hmm. that time slot, actually reclaiming mm-hmm. its time slot. Uh, we have a Kitaro fan here. Oh, sorry. So, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Super was going to be ending, except they weren't going on record as saying anything about it. <laughs> like, they were happy to acknowledge that Kitaro was taking its time slot, but uh, no one wanted to say anything that, like, Super was over. <laughs> it was <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, it's like, yeah, non-denial denial. Somebody... Be on the record here, please. So this was after we started noticing that the Super Box 11 episode count went down from 133 to 131, which when you looked at the uh, upcoming broadcast schedule on Fuji TV, it was like, hmm, all right. And then that'll take us to April. Hmm, okay. Oh, and something's taking that time. Oh, all right. See what we're doing here. Uh, But Right after uh, this news broke, and then we even got a trailer for the new uh, series, they started quasi coming out with acknowledgments that Super was going to end, but it was also very noncommittal in simultaneously acknowledging <laughs> that it was ending. It was very, very bizarre. I remember we were grabbing pieces from like, there's a newspaper article over here, and I think Rocket News had uh, some of that non-committing denials over here. It was strange. Very, very strange track, kind of like in real time as this came out. That was uh, January when we got that, and that stayed as the number two story of the year. So let's go wow. to the number one story of 2018 on Shu. The Dragon Ball Super Original Soundtrack Volume 2 uh, was announced as the number one story of the year on the website. <laughs> that's an interesting choice. You know, like, like it's, but that's the thing. I feel like this one was rigged. It's not a choice. The numbers don't lie. Like, we're not deciding here. The You, you can't argue against math and facts. Uh, this was, by and large, the most trafficked story of the year on the website. So I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> one is music is... Uh, a big part of Konzenshu's history. Uh, I was big into cataloging the music uh, even before I brought you online, Julian, uh, back in my old Vegito EX's homepage days. Uh, obviously, yep. the music database was a huge part when we did a, a relaunch of Daizenshu EX in 2003. Uh, it continues to be updated and maintained in the largest, best database of Dragon Ball music in the world. <laughs> I think, maybe. Uh, so, obviously, we, we draw fans of Dragon Ball music to the site. They know uh, where to go to, to get that information. That being said, I think... So, this is February 10th when we posted this. Uh, the previous story was January 18th. So, we're not quite a month out from that. This is at that point where I feel like any story about Dragon Ball Super, whether it be alternate manga cover art or a soundtrack being announced was going to get probably like undo traffic <laughs> because <laughs> people were looking for anything for additional confirmation. And I, I feel like a comprehensive soundtrack covering what seemed to be the rest of the series was just another tiny little puzzle piece of, Oh, they really are wrapping this all up here with a bow. Aren't they go, go, go super soundtrack legendary. Go <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite there yet. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's the movie soundtrack. Still, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it it makes sense with my own backward logic, but well, it's just music is something that I think really bridges across everything, especially now that we have a TV series where we've had the same composer, then he's carried over into movies, 
vice versa. We actually have some consistency right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like fans on, on both sides of the. Right. And, and where the Pacific you, have, the same you have a large subset of fans that are, you know, specifically music fans. Music also carries over into people that are just general casual fans of either the series, uh, video games. Yeah. Uh, that always seems to play really well. So I can kind of see your backwards logic. Uh, you know, I kind of went down the rabbit hole with you a little bit, yeah. but I'll, I'll leave that to you. Okay. I feel like Sumitomo just hit it with people and I'm the only person on the sidelines going, really? Really? But there are tracks that speak to me and ones that don't. It, whatever. Everyone's entitled. I just, I want, I want more opinion. disco tracks. That's yeah. Yeah. Let's all disco <laughs> from here on out. Dragon Ball disco hour. Yes. Let's Dragon Ball on 45. That's right. Do people know what a 45 is? Uh, so I those do. are the top five stories of the year on Konzenju, according to you all uh, visiting <laughs> the website, uh, driving what that is. Just among us, what do we think some of the other important stories of the year were? Let me get you started here with uh, this Blu-ray remastering of the movies and the, the strange rollout that had with uh, a totally <laughs> unceremonious dumping on streaming services initially on uh, Amazon Japan and Netflix uh, remastered there and without the uh, kind of like proper audio track. And then we started getting the Blu-ray release and it was amazing getting in DVC movie one and having it look great and sound great. You know, it's the same source as the Dragon Box audio. So we were kind of worried nice. like, oh, is yeah. the Blu-ray going to have that? It looks great. And then we started and noticing then... some things <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, our buddy Kay, uh, he knows the very specific frames to look for. So uh, I remember the first thing was a, a frame in the very, very edge of the frame. Uh, in the original, Piccolo's arm isn't fully colored in. And in the new Blu-ray release, it was colored in. And I totally get where he's coming from. Where it's like, well, this is no longer an archival piece. This is now an edited, updated version. And if you want to get into the discussion about how far does it take to get towards something like the updated Star Wars versions, like his coloring in the rest of an arm there, you know, this is going to differ from person to person. Uh, yep. But then things kept going. It was like, well, they didn't end up fixing a lot of the, the color issues we saw on the streaming versions, and some of it got even worse than it previously was. <laughs> and then we got to the censoring of the middle fingers in the most recent batches of uh, Blu-rays that came out. Well, I guess the previous because now we're yeah. into january now they're out but uh so th th these are definitely no longer archival pieces uh of these movies so then the question is do we want more from toei at this point because like dude if this is what you're doing no i don't want what you're offering I, I mean, I made it a policy very early on in my fandom to only collect the uncensored release for very specific reasons. And now the official Japanese distributor is doing that. The people who actually made it to begin with, I'm not really cool with that. Yeah. I've never been a fan of alterations, but that's just me being more of a purist, I guess you could say, in a sense. I always lean toward the way it aired on TV is the way I want to have it, because that's how it was at the time. Well, 
give you kind of a, but, a counterexample there. Remember during the uh, the first the Cyan Arc of Kai when we had uh, that episode preview where someone forgot to turn on an After Effects layer with uh, Tension Hans Kiko. Well, that was hilarious. That was a deli- <laughs> well, that was a mistake. Yeah, it was in the next episode preview, but then in the episode itself, they had corrected. Sure, it. but I yeah, right. But I think if what you're saying is well, as it aired on TV, well, Heath, that was as it aired on TV. It's it's common practice though in Japan to tidy things up for the home release, for example. Sure. Well, yes. isn't that what they're doing and here? We saw that with Super. They're tidying things up for the home release here by coloring in his arm and removing those those those, well, those fingers. The actual releases that came out <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> I'm I'm totally just BSing you because I totally agree with you. This is not the right there way to do been, things. There have been perfectly uncensored home releases already from them ten years ago, thirteen yeah. years ago, well, and that's the whole. Yeah. I, I guess that's where I go. Okay, why are we doing this now if it already? exists now if this was the very first time they've ever released them on home video and they're like yeah we really want to clean it up due to some differences in censorship these days then okay fine i guess yeah i can live with that this was i'm not gonna love it but 1.11 or whatever yeah like if they were deliberately not yeah if they were deliberately marketing it as and somehow upgraded or corrected version then fine but there's a specific thing on the back of the packaging that says nothing has been altered and doesn't it also say something like you know these materials are presented it's like when you load up old uh, looney tunes they're like oh look we understand that cultural sensitivities are different here so these are presented as is for the purposes of you know historical context i think it says something like that on the back of the blu-rays don't quote me on that but uh not cool yeah I just feel like anyone that's been around the franchise at all should know if you're going to change something, there are people out there that are going to do this. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, we'll just slip this by and nobody will find out. Especially now with social media, it really elevates that to a new degree. Absolutely. The most hilarious part of this was the back of one of the boxes. They horizontally flipped one of the pieces of artwork and they apologized for it and allowed people to send in for a replacement you're doing that but you're censoring the middle fingers this is is so quintessential japan that it hurts me so <laughs> that was my thought on uh kind of an additional story of the year do you guys have anything else that you thought was kind of major this year that wasn't on our top five list there maybe just even some more movie related items yeah that because that always seems to be from your especially like when yeah. battle of gods came out it was just like well here's every battle of god's story here's our top five yeah, yeah. i mean I, I'm sure with having a series and have previously had two movies, that kind of ticks down a little because it's more everyone was kind of expecting there would be a movie announcement. Right. But, and what there what there was, was just a couple big ones. It was like the, the main staff, obviously, that was on our list. The fact that it was Broly was another one that was up there somewhere, you know, in the top 10. That right. is one thing I noticed with the promotion of the Broly movie. Was that it was not as ramped up as some of the previous ones. Mostly, yeah, there were advertisements and promos and tie-ins, but this one was much more very compact. Like, we're going to hit you with this one big thing, and then we're going to hold off for three or four Mm. months with nothing. And then here's this. I noticed that apart from the official website, like most of the official interviews hit like right the the week the movie came out. Yeah, they're all at the same time. And then then nothing before or after that. Yeah, Battle of Gods was just a huge buildup for... This was very... I'm guessing this was strategically done this way, but I'm sure it helps them on their end that the series itself is already in the mainstream. It's on everybody's mind. Mm -hmm. 
people are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when they were doing Battle of Gods, well, we really got to ramp this up to make sure everybody's aware of the series again. Yeah, and I think a big part of it too is that this time, I think especially because Super is ongoing in other territories, there's a lot more coordination with the overseas right holders. So that's yeah. true. When something big is announced, it's it's plastered everywhere. And we talked about this on our spoilers episode as well. Not necessarily when people want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Especially for Battle of Gods, people still had to seek stuff out. It was often announced only in a Japanese source. And often, like, information was sort of sprinkled between multiple different media outlets. And we were the ones who had to piece things together and, you know, present it as this information. And so, as a consequence, you know, people looked to us specifically. They had to actively seek it out. Mm. Whereas now, it's kind of everywhere and people are passively absorbing it. So, they're not hungering like for for that kind of uh, constant news updates the way they were. Yeah. I mean, like you, we said on that episode, it, Funimation was tweeting the same thing within a day, if not the same hour, as uh, Toei was. Well, and it's just been kind of weird getting already translated, you know, statements yeah. and comments <laughs> out with everything. It's like... This never would have happened even five years exactly, ago. Exactly, I know. And then it's just become a It's thing. been very different. It's fun at the it, same time. It's, it has been nice to actually see Toei embrace the international market way more than they ever had before. Yeah, uh, forced I, I, into I, it. Which is something that we harked on when Super started. It was like, why are they not embracing it? And it just seems like it took them forever to realize, oh, if we do do this, it's a good thing. Yeah, we've been taking them so. to task for that, for always talking the big game and saying how they know that Dragon Ball is so popular abroad and then turning around and still doing all the same nonsense they always did. But it really feels like for the Broly movie, and we'll get into some predictions with this coming up as well, where it's they're right. ready to go. <laughs> they are absolutely ready to go. All right, that was definitely a, a good one. Um, Julian, do you have any just last thoughts on any major stories or even not major, but something you thought was important this year? Uh, apart from the things we already mentioned, I think all of them involve me personally. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a big year for Konsenshu people, I guess. Yes, and uh, mostly in the vicinity of New York City, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, I mean, so just as a brief recap, what are the cool things you got to do this year? Uh, let's see, I got to meet Masako Nozawa. We uh, chatted up the uh, dub cast for the movie, and uh, we got to interview uh, Toru Furia. The voice of Yamcha. You, you skipped over something that, like, you were a segment on Mezumashi TV. Oh, yeah, that too. I was on Japanese TV, and, and so was uh, Tanuki Kuribo on our forums. Yeah, yeah. You're internet famous. I know, right? It's my it's my second time on Japanese national TV, even, because before I was on, on there. Wait, the it, was, it was my debut, too. I had run in out of nowhere, and I'm taking pictures. Yeah, you're in the background. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing Mike in the background. <laughs> oh, I just, I vicariously lived through both of you. But mostly Julian. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Nice. All right. Uh, before we transition into prediction stuff, I do want to mention just some popular content on the site. Uh, it's actually the same as it's always been, where uh, the animation styles guide is the most popular content section on the site uh, for this last year. That makes sense. Uh, we have people like AJ who have uh, taken, Heath, everything that you've worked on in the past and built upon it. And they're really He's just getting everyone's names and styles out there in a way that's that's great for someone who's passionate about that and knowledgeable about that. Uh, and I'm glad we yes. have a base there that perhaps we can keep working on and turn into something in the future. I think that base will be shifting here at some nice. point. 
Maybe by 2020? I don't know. Well, again, we, <laughs> we're working on consensual timeframes. So, I mean, this this is in, measured in years, not in weeks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the translation section is uh, right, right behind it as well. In some ways, I'm shocked it's not the most popular, but... Uh, popularity is kind of like <laughs> splitting hairs at this point between yeah. these two sections. Uh, it's kind of our, our bread and butter in many ways. Uh, the archive continues to grow. I actually wish I had tracked down how many new things we added to that section over the last year. Uh, may not have been as many as previous years, but some of the additions in there were uh, quite notable, quite important. Uh, yes. And it just keeps growing. I mean, Julian. And there's much more the stuff that oh, you, yes. you, every time you came down, you're dropping off more things for me here we still have stuff what from battle of gods that we need to finish up oh yeah never mind like the 80s but (laughs) there's still battle of gods and resurrection f stuff (laughs) yes oh but the stuff that dropped off for mike was like one shots including a bunch of issues of fresh jump with stuff in them uh dragon boy and pink oh yeah julian i would actually put that up there with alongside your meeting nozawa and that kind of stuff just getting the mm-hmm. original issues with dragon boy and tong Poo and even pink in there just having this historical this physical historical reference uh, oh so good yeah it is pretty good i think at this point we've got slightly under half of all the issues for the um uh crappy manga laboratory as well we need to figure out where we're gonna have like the consensu memorial library this is part of and maybe we'll get to talking about this very hopefully in the near future here at consensu but there there yeah. have to be and quasi hopefully will be long-term historical planning going on for this kind of stuff because yeah. every time mary comes in this room she's like this room scares me <laughs> <laughs> yes. not just with the amount of psycho jumps that could fall at any moment and kill a small human but just the amount of history and <laughs> in, in, in by small human i mean mary herself and they will fall and they will kill her uh the amount of history in this room alone and that doesn't include everything that you have Heath. so between i know us two but then also what julian and jake have as well i mean we have yep. a lot of dragon ball history that we want to uh preserve not just with our editorializing online but also in some kind of uh physical way uh and i'm, I'm looking to some specific things that i see i out thought that's there. why we had children right that's true i mean i do technically own a lot of the issues that you guys have although i would be fine with donating them to posterity as long as it's a uh three-way agreement look it- if it's in this house, it's no longer yours. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's not true. It's all of I ours. I agree to that. Everything that we have is it's ours. A, it's a storage fee. Exactly. <laughs> I need to charge rent here. Uh, all right. So that's enough commentary on what was popular on the site this year. Uh, some expected, some unexpected. Let us then go to uh, we're going to do our predictions check in. And then we'll make new predictions, and then we'll check in with uh, some of the reader slash listener predictions. Uh, Twitter is blowing up this afternoon, so we'll make sure we get to as many of those as we can. Let us transition now to the predictions part of our episode. So the way we usually do this is uh, someone takes someone else's list of predictions and has fun tearing them apart. So we have actually kind of all of us because last year, I think Julian, you and Jake did the predictions episode with me, but then we also got some stuff from Heath, uh, whether, oh, it was from the the check-in episode. So I have some of your mid-year stuff. So we'll kind of knock these all around a little bit. Uh, 
Julian, right. I'm going to start with yours real quick because you didn't have a whole <laughs> lot. And then I guess someone will just keep tossing it around. All right. So, Julian, you said uh, there's going to be a major arc in Dragon Ball Super that leads into the new movie. Uh, Yeah, that kind of didn't happen. Uh, in fact, there's nothing. I was working off of my knowledge of the One Piece anime, which usually has a short uh, mini arc in the TV series that has nothing to do with the surrounding series to build up to a theatrical movie. Yeah. That... Yeah, it the movie is kind of self-contained. All right, well then. Uh, you said you will find something to complain about with the nearly complete works of Akira Toriyama. You and Jake wondered if it would literally just be a list of his works with no real context uh, and, yes. and content. Uh, and it's been sort of that. So we talked about no. this in our mid-year check-in episode. but I feel like it's very hit or miss. It is. So every weekday, the Dragon Ball official site puts up something that is only available for a single day. And it's, here's a thing Toriyama did. And here's uh, the information on the date. And I would say about 10% of the time, Julian corrects them on <laughs> what the information is and when it was yes. published. Uh, it, it's fine. It, it's fine. Uh, I, yeah, it was fine. Well, it feels like for every genuinely interesting, rare thing they put up, there's like 10 or 20 things that are, here's a picture everyone's seen before. Right. That's great. I mean, I even liked when they were doing some of the spine art. Okay, that's something that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, highlight out there. Yeah, show that off. That, yeah. That's cool. But then it would just be, you know, here's an image from an issue. I love the stuff that they highlight from his fan club issues. Yes, yes, like absolutely. Old, old material that very few people have, including us, because like every time I've tried to actually bid on uh, an issue of his of his fan club newsletter, it gets ludicrously high and I lose. There's um, just a limited number of them available. Yeah. And like Picking Duck only owns two or three and he's a major like right. collect everything. So that person. tells you something about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love it when they do that. It genuinely highlights rare material that few people have seen before. Like there was a, um, sort of a promo image for a series that he pitched to Torishima right before he actually got into Dr. Slump that didn't go anywhere. And that was really cool. It's something I had never mm-hmm. seen. And other times it's like, yep, this is a picture of a uh, cast of Dragon Ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes it would be like, oh, actually... Yeah, this is something we haven't seen before. Oh, no, this is just from the 30th anniversary book. They just took it from the bottom of the page there. (laughs) So even some of that stuff was published recently. Yeah, we were hoping for more unpublished or kind of like better documentation. Julian, there have just been a lot of dates that are wrong. Yeah, it's like... Do they like double check their information before they put stuff out or do they just think nobody will notice? And I guess probably nobody will notice except for me. I mean, it's Uh, probably a combination of that. And also like, ah, it's only up for day. Who cares? Maybe, but I wish they would put more effort into it. I I don't take the only up for one day as an excuse for low effort. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do something like this, make it genuinely interesting. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm setting high standards because I'm not a casual fan and I've seen most of this stuff already, but Damn it. <laughs> but damn it. I want something that's aimed at me. I just hate when they do put something up new that nobody's ever seen before. And they're like, here's our five quality JPEG image. <laughs> this just like, it's like, come on. If nobody's seen this before, at least put up the most uncompressed version you can. So there is some sort of archived nice document. But no, they can't do that. And it did get better as the year went on. And then they started doing like, if you look at the image files, they're all like this widescreen aspect ratio because I think no one there yeah. knows how to format 
HTML files. So like, yeah, I love that all the white space they like put on there. They're like, exactly. they're just gonna do this. So everyone's the same aspect ratio. It's super funny. God, but uh yeah, so that that was the thing. It continues. Uh they took a little bit of a break. And uh we, we I wouldn't say we gave up on keeping up with it on the website. I continued to uh archive everything as it was coming out. So maybe we'll do something with it again in the future. Uh if and when there's really important Dragon Ball material maybe we'll we'll talk about it and we'll we'll mention it there but there just hasn't been anything like that that was that significant all right we got to move on with your predictions julian uh you said there'll be a new yep. game announcement by the end of the year this is like the literally most obvious thing that anyone can say yes we got uh yes. world mission announced uh we'll talk about that you said super will end you kind of went back around again super will end and everything will be undone by the king of all and it will just go into the regular ending I think I was no. asking you for for crazy predictions at this point, and no, that didn't happen. Uh, no, I mean, is it so isn't that like half and half though? Super will end. Yeah, I guess. Well, check. <laughs> and he did undo the deaths of the other other universes. Yeah, I, I guess. So that that I mean, but obviously, I was going for it's just going to segue into the end of Dragon Ball Z. I think. I, yeah, I think what you're saying is that. Zeno was going to undo like all of super and it would just go back to where it originally was. Uh, all right. And then finally you said yeah. more Toriyama short works, one shots collection or even individual pieces. Uh, no, Nope. Uh, uh, that was it for you. So someone take Jake's predictions from last year here. So Jake says no new major arc in the super TV series. And instead the movie will be the big new thing. The TV will either do all filler or a hiatus, which gives Toyotaro a chance to catch up. Eh, what do you think? I, I, we got to give it to him. He he gave us kind of like, well, it could either be this or this. Well, yeah. I mean, except for uh, it wasn't really a chance for Toyotaro to catch up. Instead, he kind of <laughs> yeah. rushed the ending of the tournament to get onto the next thing, which wasn't even Broly, but his own art. It was bizarre how the manga went, where everything was just extended and going and going and going. Even into the tournament, we're like, what are we doing here? Then all of a sudden, oh, wait, it's over? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, sort of, sort of. Uh, I, I can't give it to him there with the, it's either going to go on hiatus or all filler. Like, uh, you can't give me both of those. Those are two. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those. I'm going to give things. you the two options. <laughs> These are the it, two options. It, it will happen. Be. Right. <laughs> all right, right. What else? Okay. So fighters will sell at least three copies, maybe more. Yeah. Um, fighters did yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard it sold a few. Fighters uh, had a pretty good year. Uh, main stage at Evo this year. Obviously got some shenanigans going on with additional tournaments right now. Hopefully that's going to get resolved. But a uh, very successful year for Fighters, yep. Yep. So next, Fusions 2 on the Switch. A fusion of Jiren and Kefla called Jifla, and the two Omni Kings fuse into a third who looks the same but is stronger. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. What? Actually. <laughs> nope. Didn't happen. We don't have a Fusions 2. I'm um, still hoping for it, though. Yeah. And the Fusions manga ended, right? It did. Yeah. Okay. So I guess uh, next up is a new animated adaptation of Heroes. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure what he meant was for TV, but that's not what we got. Right. Yeah. I feel like every couple of years we were saying this because it seemed, just going back to pre-Dragon Ball Kai, it seemed that's what Bandai Namco was hoping they could get out of uh, Toriyama and Toei, and instead they ended up with Kai. But here we are, 2018, with technically an animated adaptation of Heroes, the uh, six-episode Prison Planet arc, and 
Now we're moving on to a giant space war. Pretty much, yeah. I'm still disappointed that they didn't end that that particular part with Goku fusing with Goku, though. Super Saiyan 4 Blue Gokarot, come on. It's fan service. You got to do something like that eventually. There got to be somebody making fan art of that already. It's Look, Heroes isn't going anywhere. <laughs> You've got time. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so... I guess I better go on to the next one. So the next prediction from Jake is Viz and or Funimation will bring the Heroes card game to America somewhere, somehow. And kind of almost. I mean, yeah. So they, they like, so hey, of- do you want to try it? And only like 50 people can play and then we'll take it away. <laughs> yes, that, that's how it happened. Yeah. The first stop of the Dragon Ball North America tour, Bandai Namco brought a localized version of Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Just enough to tease you so that you know it exists, but you right. can't have it. Right. You know, they gave out some cards, let people try it, and they said, no, we're not going to bring it to any of the other stops. Son of a bitch, what are you guys doing? And that has to be a ton of work, too. Could you imagine being the person who translated all that stuff only for them to decide, eh, nope. Right. And then, sure, it, it probably wasn't, you know, the entirety of the game, very limited mission set, that kind of thing. But still, still, uh, I mean, who knows what work uh, went into that and why. Uh, but it seems like maybe we'll be getting some more heroes, I think, Hold on to that for more prediction stuff, uh, both check-in and future predictions. So, uh, one more from Jake. Super Dragon Ball Heroes will continue to go strong, and Jake will continue to not care. But we'll continue to be happy if anyone does enjoy it. Basically it. Yep. Heroes going strong, and some people like it, some people don't, some people just stand and scratch their heads at it. All right, uh, Heath, I guess, tear me apart here. How did I do? Oh, gosh. I feel like I already did this, though. We, we did, like six months ago. All right. So, of course, the the first prediction for Mike was that we would get Blue Dogi Goku by March. He even threw a date on there. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, that totally happened. Uh, all worked so out. So confident. Uh, yep. And failed. Look, I didn't say we were going to get it in Dragon Ball Super, did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Ew. <laughs> nope. Didn't, didn't win there. Yeah. You know, you, you got to... Go for broke, and I I broke. That's why you always got to throw the dates on there, because then even if you do get it right, you you still kind of get it wrong. All right, anyway. All right, so February would mark two years since the first official Dragon Ball Super soundtrack, and you predicted that we would see Volume 2 in the first quarter of the year, and lo and behold, it was released in February. (laughs) Number one story of the year on Gonzenshu. Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) Was that just you constantly clicking on the article? Look. (laughs) <laughs> i bet it was uh you predicted that we would get the usual two collected volumes of super um the manga in 2018 volume four had just come out that november yeah so volume five came out in march then we had six seven and eight just came out this december right. so there you go four instead of two but also because they're only putting four chapters right. in every volume. <laughs> well, w- with the page count, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to catch up on, a lot to release in the meantime. So I, I think they're at a, a good point with the Super Manga. With, with it being 45 pages and monthly, they can release the collected volumes, what feels like more often, and still not totally catch up. Obviously, they would catch up at some point, but I think they have a good schedule down here now. And you laughed yeah. at me the other year when I said four volumes. No, you said seven or one... eight or nine or something. Crazy. No, that that's what they would get up to. I did <laughs> yes, not you say most that certainly many. did. That... Someone roll back the tape. <laughs> there is audio evidence. All right. So uh, we already knew that Dragon Ball SD5 was coming. So nothing more to say on that matter. Yep. Came, went, nothing more happened. Yep. And we're still 
waiting. It's still going. <laughs> I mean, it's still there in Psycho Jump. We'll talk about it later. You also then went on to predict that we would get Dark Demon Realm Mission Volume 2. We're up to the ninth chapter in January 2018 of Psycho Jump. Volume 1 came out in May of 2017. Yeah, we had Volume 2 released in May. And was that it? Basically, then they transitioned exactly. yeah, into the universe mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did you get like 50% on that one? Do we give partial credit now? No, I think I get it all right. Yeah, I, I said it would you know, come out, and it did. It came out earlier than I thought it would, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Fusion's manga will come to an end at some point in 2018 and get a compiled release. So, it did come to an end in 2018, uh, specifically in May, but we've had no word yet on any collected edition. So... Uh, I think there's only two people on the entire planet that actually want to buy it, <laughs> and yeah. one of them is on this podcast. It's going to go the way of that Cardas manga from the original test run of uh, V-Jump. It's just going to be forgotten. We'll see. Lost to time. I mean, I was really tying it into, I, I figured they were going to roll right into a Fusions 2, and that would have made sense to release alongside that so how about that discross manga <laughs> julian how about the discross manga how about that fighters manga <laughs> oh i feel so bad for whoever's working on that one <laughs> their their uh, strategies are not aligned there all right moving on let's keep this ball rolling you predicted we'd get no other spinoffs the gt anime comic would still be going and probably wouldn't finish by the end of 2018 yeah <laughs> which is correct it's still going because this thing will not die for they some are reason. so close they are so close i, I it's gonna finish this year where are they i haven't even we are i think goku just rose up out of the crater so we're like Ooh, right there that is close hold on i'm gonna grab the issue it's right there hold on i'm getting it oh right, gosh go. where are we we are this is the best part right? of a podcast where nobody can yeah. see that mike just got hold up on. and walked away of course they started from the evil dragon's arc which is why they're anywhere near the end now that's true i mean they could have carried this thing on for right years which they already have, but... There's a full-color um, anime comics for the whole of Dragon Ball Z, as well as all of the movies. Um, but not GT. The only things that haven't had that treatment besides, um, well, are basically Dragon Ball and GT, and I guess now Super, but Super is still pretty new, and they don't need to reintroduce it to anybody. There we go. All right, so That's I got true. the issue. This is the January 2019 Psycho Jump. The GT anime comic is just haphazardly placed in the middle, not even near any other Dragon Ball stuff, because who the hell cares? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it indeed ends with Goku's rising up out of the crater, and he's got the Genkidama, and Ishinlong is firing at him. And Kaio's talking to him, and that's how that chapter ends. So there, we're square into, like, GT63 territory here. It's another, what, two issues, perhaps? Uh, it depends on what they do with the ending of I mean, the they could carry it out for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> Be very slow. One page at a time. Anyway, all right, no one cares about that besides me. All right, this one I agreed with. Uh, Viz will indeed put out the Yamcha manga. Same thing with a free digital release and later a print edition. So that was announced at Anime Boston in March, and it did come out, but there was no free digital release. No. So still looking for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although if you're a member of their, their new monthly Shonen Jump subscription thing, it's uh, included in there. So That's not quite true. free, but close. Give you a 75%. <laughs> you know, it was weird. I said there would be nothing else on the spinoff front, but then I'm like, hey, Dragon Garo Lee's going to put out another spinoff. I don't know what the hell I was yep. thinking. <laughs> and you thought it'd be Majin Buu focused. Yeah, so. yeah. Nothing there. 
but I think you have to kind of cover your bases. And when you just throw out two predictions that, right. you know, oppose each other, right. exactly, then you have to be right. That's the way you do it. Or yeah. You're just really stupid and you get them both wrong. Although I got to say, he's done a lot of sort of Dragon Ball themed fan art. Oh, it's like constant. The, yeah. Like the one of the Super Super Goku 4 cosplayer messing with his smartphone. That was so good. <laughs> I know. And um, he's done a couple of, what is it, Dragon Ball versus One Punch Man uh, doujinshi in the past couple of years. I don't know if he put one out this year, though. All right. So moving on to the full color comics, Mike predicted we would yet again go another year without any real comment from Viz, which is essentially true, except for the random people that like to bug them on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't even... They didn't really respond on Twitter anyway. So Fighters will be a massive success. And this is hardly a prediction. Mike's just throwing it out there because he wanted to. Um, but we'll see new characters coming out sometime March, April, which we did. We had a boatload of them. Um, you can go back and look. I'm not going to read them all off and make Mike feel better about himself. <laughs> no, but it started in March and it continued and we got the eight announced characters. Yep. It did. And Broly, of course, was in there. Yes. Well, old Broly. Uh, Fighter Switch port would be announced mid-year and probably out by the end of the year. It was announced in June and it did come out in September. Everyone was happy. Xenoverse 3! I mean, we can't go without having a Xenoverse 3 prediction. Yeah, think, this is the this is the modern Zenkai battles coming out kind of prediction. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll get announced at literally the very end of 2018. It's, it's 2019 now, I think. But uh, it yeah, would be yeah. a direct follow-up to what we would see with Fu in the Xenoverse 2 DLC. Uh, yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> Big old nope on that one. They just kept putting out DLC for Xenoverse 2. It was so bizarre. We're on like extra pack 19 at this point. Good for them for the long tail, but yeah, I thought they are going to do something new. And there we go. That that wraps up Mike. I I would say overall you did fairly well. That was okay. I mean, it was very conservative prediction territory for me. You've had some years in the past that were much more out there. Yeah, yeah. So... I'll give you that. All right, Heath, your predictions from mid-year in the check-in episode. You said that in conjunction with the movies released in December, they would make some kind of concrete statement about the future of Dragon Ball on TV. You were leaning toward no new show. Well, right now, uh, in conjunction with the new movie... Yeah, we can come back to that. (laughs) We do not have any concrete statement. I have revised that prediction. (laughs) (laughs) And then, hey, you know what? You said at some point in early 2019, we'll see a blue Doki Goku. So you don't get to steal my prediction and then you know just tack on the new year i think when i made that i blatantly said i'm stealing this absolutely all right uh we have new predictions um someone else go first julian why don't you go first with uh your predictions new predictions for 2019 all right so my predictions for the new year here for super my take is that we will eventually get a new tv series taking the same time slot that it had before, currently occupied by Gegege no Kitaro. And uh, that one just wrapped up a big story arc at the end of 2018, and it seems like they're just doing some standalone episodes right now. So, you know, that seems like a pretty good time to wrap things up, if you ask me. Yeah, just kind of um, coast toward whatever the replacement is. Right. And maybe there'll be a Galactic Patrol prisoner arc, like the one running in V-Jump, or maybe there'll be something that comes after that, just like the manga Skipped Broly. And uh, wait, wait, say, time... wait, stop, stop, say it right. What the manga flew down, Broly. <laughs> Come on, 
Look, a cipher has required that every time we mention it, we say it correctly. And who am I to disagree? Because it's fucking hysterical, and we should never let that slip away. Oh, dear. This is consensual policy from here on out, always flown down. And I said it wrong last time, too. I said uh, flown over, and that was like almost too literal. You have to do the flown down here. Anyway, continue. Whatever. Don't mind me. I'm just Mike. Okay. Or it could even be something after the Galactic Patrol prisoner arc. Uh, And this time will be more focused than before with a clear goal of merging with the continuity of the end of the manga by its end. Wishful thinking on my part, perhaps. Okay. And I think there won't be any new movies announced this year, but perhaps in 2020. I mean, they kind of they had two years in between um, F and Broly rather than one in between uh, Battle of Gods and F, but it seems like every two years, actually two and a half years is a fair bit. Yeah, it was 2013, 2015, 2018, but there was also a series in there. So yeah, I feel like a movie will it'll rely on what a series does too. I mean, this kind of goes back to everything we were talking about. Uh, again, one of our most, I uh, didn't mention this, we mentioned popular content, uh, some of the most popular podcast episodes. Uh, far and away, the review of the Universe Survival Arc was the most popular podcast episode. Uh, but then right under that was actually an episode Heath, you, I, and AJ did right as we were getting all the news about Dragon Ball Super ending. And the big piece of what we talked about there was there is no way the Toei can handle doing a Dragon Ball Super television series and movie at the same time. There's just <laughs> So I feel like... Even now, shifting things up, that's probably not going to happen, at least not within a year or two. But yeah. we'll yes. All right. You got Definitely. more. It, it really opens your eyes to when they did it with Dragon Ball Z and they were releasing two movies a year. Yeah. How did they handle that? They broke up their staff. They had, you know, they gave basically here, Yamamoro, you get the movies, Nakatsuru, you get the TV series. And they essentially had, I mean, that's how they did it. Okay. So uh, moving on. So in terms of Shueisha in general, I'm going to say they're going to milk the AU spin-off trend. And uh, this time, rather than have something set nominally in the Dragon Ball world, they'll have something that relies on uh, Dragon Ball's meta-humor, just like the One Piece spin-offs, the Kobe lookalike Kobiyama-kun and or One Piece in Love, where One Piece is a thing that exists in the world and they constantly make reference to it. Uh, I believe and you're talking about Despo Fighters. Mm, that I we, we we don't talk about that, Mike. <laughs> if we don't, who will? Plus you have to pay for that one. What I'm talking about is going to be one. free on Shonen Jump Plus. All right, all, all right. Kids. Fine. And let's see. So I also wrote under the the spinoffs that there's going to be a new Dragon Ball SD volume featuring Cyan Arc fights, and it's going to be a one joke per chapter. And I guess that's not so much a prediction as a thing that's inevitable. Happening, yeah. I I wish they would give her more freedom because when she is allowed to uh, go in her own direction, she is genuinely funny. Agreed. Um, But yeah, the way that they have her is just a waste. I feel bad. Anyway. Um, so moving on to, uh, not just Dragon Ball, but Toriyama works in general, a, I'm predicting a new deluxe Kanzenban style short works collection, uh, set, including all the one shots published by Shueisha, um, uh, basically from 1978 onwards, uh, plus Toriyama's rejected contest entries from 1977 because uh, a guy can dream, can't he? You're not getting I mean, this, but on. I love that you're so enthusiastic yeah. about it. I, I, I love, I love your enthusiasm. I want it to exist. <laughs> we all do. Anyway, where was I? Okay, the official Japanese website keeps on keeping on, but has a, an increasing amount 
of uh, illustrations for their nearly complete works of Toriyama that people have seen before. It might even repeat itself without anyone noticing except for possibly us. All right, you got Pretty much. a little more here. Yes, and finally, with regards to the Viz front, uh, they'll continue to quietly ignore the full-color edition but surreptitiously add more chapters to the online back catalog without any announcements just to see if anybody's paying attention. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then um, maybe hiring a new fresh face translator into the mix. All right. I see mm. Heath furiously typing away to add in more predictions. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll give you a little more time. I'll, I'll go through mine here. Okay. All right. So my predictions for 2019, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so it coming back to TV really seems like the big thing we all have to predict. It's either yes or no. Uh, I am on team yes, and I think it will indeed be the spring. It makes very much sense for it to reclaim Kitara's reclamation as well. Uh, I think they will indeed just keep it under the super title. I think it will remain Dragon Ball Super, and they'll continue from episode 132. I don't know if they'll call it you know, internally, like season two, episode one, but I think it'll stay uh, as super. I think they will not adapt the Broly movie. I think they will not adapt the Galactic Patrol prisoner arc from the manga. But at that point, Ooh. the manga and the anime will indeed link up. So it'll be like the prisoner arc never happened, but maybe did actually happen. Uh, but it won't be in the TV series. So that leaves us to the production side of things. Uh, I honestly just don't know enough about all the people and what their workloads and schedules are like to say if Shintani can take on what Yamamura's role was previously. But I think that uh, an updated new show will indeed go with that new style. So then the Broly movie. Uh, Battle of Gods home release was six months later. Resurrection F was also six months later. So I'm hoping that we will see the Broly movie home release by June. Funimation's Resurrection F home release was only about a week out from the Japanese release, so I'm hoping we'll get a similarly fast turnaround on that. Over in Heroes territory, well, we know we're going into space giant war right now. Uh, I think they'll do a Blu-ray of just the Prison Planet arc, and we'll get something like that uh, first quarter of the year. I think it'll have a bonus episode. So the weird thing about Universe Mission versus the Prison Planet arc promotional anime even though they showed everyone on those monitors at the end of the first episode they didn't do anything <laughs> with any of them uh however the manga has i think we'll get a bonus episode on a blu-ray which will show us it'll be like this side story episode what's ozoto been up to <laughs> in the meantime uh, he's got some cool stuff going on there in the manga uh, i'm hoping they can mm. show us there in animated fashion so spin-off manga uh nothing to say on sd it'll just like julian said just continue i don't think there'll be a collected volume this year they seem to be every two years at this point because it's going so slow uh the gt anime comic will indeed come to an end there's no way it cannot end this year and i think uh they'll do nothing with it no one will acknowledge that it was ever even in the magazine it'll just be gone and no one will well, notice they can go back to the start yeah start all over lost episodes there we go lost chapters <laughs> <laughs> uh universe mission i think is gonna run all year and will indeed itself also transition into this new uh space war arc but i think it's gonna keep its title as universe mission i don't know about like rebranding yet again into something else I think Universe Mission kind of covers everything they're going for there. So speaking of heroes and all that jazz in the video game world, uh, I th well, we know World Mission is coming out in Japan in April. Uh, the international release feels all but confirmed at this point. Uh, it's not confirmed. However, between an Australian rating and Play Asia saying the mainland Asian version will have English subtitles, I mean, like, 
yeah, it's it's probably coming. Uh, I think yeah. we'll get it by June, so uh, not too long after the uh, Japanese release, as opposed to something like Fusions, where it came and no one was really talking about it. Uh, I really think Heroes is going to follow up pretty quickly. Right. World mission. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there in, in the title. <laughs> it's coming. There you go. Uh, what do we say about Xenoverse at this point? They just keep extending the Xenoverse 2 support, but I don't think they can keep it going another year on top of all this, can they? I don't know. I really don't know what to say about it at this point. It's like, no matter what you say about Xenoverse 2, seems logical, so who knows? So, sure, Xenoverse 3 is the other game for this year. Whatever. Just keep saying it every year until it happens. <laughs> uh, fighters, I okay. think, will indeed get a second round of DLC. They're going to double up and they will do another Broly <laughs> to match the movie Broly. And uh, the new Kojita will accompany him. I think other solid choices will be Janemba to kind of tie in with all the Kojina-ness. And I think we'll get Super Saiyan 4 Goku and Ultra Instinct Goku. Yes, we will have approximately 1 million Gokus in this game. Up from uh, Goku black hair all the way to Goku white hair in this game. I think we're going to get them all by the time all is said and done. <laughs> and then just miscellaneous stuff, kind of what we talked about uh, in, in our news recap. We never saw these movie remasters coming. Who knows what's going to come after this? I kind of don't even want to get into prediction territory because I don't want what they're offering me at this point. Like it. It just doesn't sound like that's what I want at this point. So if I did have yeah. to predict, though, I think they're going to do it Dragon Box style where Z is the first thing that comes out. Uh, I think they'll do them in a series of smaller boxes. It's not going to be two giant boxes. We'll get, you know, the, the 12 episode sets or maybe something more than that. It was 291's a long ways to go with uh, 12 episode sets. But uh, I, I think that's definitely going to be coming this year. I don't know that I want it, though. So I don't really have anything super crazy. This I feel like uh, everything rides on what Super's going to do this year. And that was my crazy prediction of they're going to skip Rolly, skip Galactic Patrol Prisoner and pick up. I don't know where that leaves the Super story, though, at that point. Uh, I mean, it's already less than five years until the ending of Z at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, the big question all throughout Super was, are they going to approach end of Z? And we never got there. So would a new series, I feel like a good place to pick up would be, are they finally going to do it? Are they going to pick up at the 28th Budokai, retell it with Beerus and Weiss, maybe off on the sidelines, so not in the crowds with everyone to not kind of totally interrupt that. But do they finally get to the point where... Look, even we can't ignore, even we can't ignore that now we're in GT's timeline. It's like, how long can we go during this brief time period in between events? Yeah, I mean, um, Brosborn, um, Pond's not getting any smaller. <laughs> Marin's getting smaller, though. Yeah, well, that she'll have a growth spurt, though. I don't know what they do. I, I think that that'll be my prediction. So uh, I think Super will pick up post-Galactic Patrol Prisoner with the 28th Budokai and... Um, who knows? Maybe we'll finally get that Universe 6 trip that Cobb has been promising us for <laughs> two years or whatever. Or how about Super Dragon Ball Heroes introduces Goku Black Ultra Instinct Lavender? I like it. Keith, are you done yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. stall anymore. All right. Please give us your predictions. All right. So as with both of you, I will start off with the TV series. All right. Um, Super will return at some point in 2019. Uh. Most likely, I think it's going to be in July, but depending on how Fuji TV shuffles things around, 
It may end up being in October. I just am still kind of leaning toward July because I think that makes the most sense logically based on where other series will be. You think Kitaro is going to just push that far into almost summer there? I see. And I don't know. It depends on and Julian's much more familiar with it than I am. But is there a chance there could be another short arc that they could spread out across a couple months? Hmm. Or is it likely they're just going to let this trail into July? That's a good question. I haven't seen any new story arcs announced. Like the big thing was the whole Western yokai and transforming yeah, the Japanese yokai. My whole thing is, can they do into July on just an episode by episode basis? And mm. if you're going to mm. start a new story arc... I would think you would question. try to carry it out, but again, I'm not super familiar. Gotcha. I mean, um, they've got they've got plenty of extant material to work with, even right. if they want to rest their laurels. Yeah, just retell all the old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree, it will retain the super branding. I think they're going to kind of do what they did with Kai. You know how they did the Boo separated mm-hmm. from everything else. I think the numbers will pick up right where we left off, but I would not be surprised if internationally they do something very similar where it's, you know, in, in Japan, it's just Dragon Ball Super again, but mm-hmm. over here, it's kind of something else or with a tagline. They call it years. Yeah. So um, I think they'll keep with the <laughs> Shintani style, but he himself may not stay on board with the series. It may kind of be handed off. Yeah. And if anything, they'll more transition him into feature film production more kind of on the movie side and the series itself will pick up right after the events of broly however i don't think broly will appear in the series in 2019 oh yeah that's a big thing that we didn't really but i think he will appear at some point within the series based on how the movie ends it's not right away Hmm. okay yeah no new movie this year in 2019 but toei is gonna wait till they get a few more episodes under their belt you know kind of really hone in what they're doing with the series and i think they're gonna kind of do what they've been doing with one piece kind of like what julian had talked about where they're gonna do this uh tie-in shorter arc into the movie and i think they're really gonna stick to having movies come out in december for the series and moving forward assuming the series goes on for a few years we're just gonna have that one big movie a year, every other year, they're they're gonna span it out like that. I'm almost leaning toward every other year. I feel like even every two is is too much, but yeah. But if they're making money off of it, you know they're gonna do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, the quality will just suffer, and so be yeah. it. <laughs> so I think that's it for super. And moving on to general releases, I'm gonna throw it out there because I like to do it every year. New guidebooks, finally, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's gonna happen whether it's super chosen shoe yes super's over so like now's a good point to recap everything that happened so far maybe just do a manga specific one you know i don't know the Hmm. weird thing is the manga is kind of all over the place and it skips over things and then it doesn't cover or condenses or yeah and then it adds more detail to certain things (laughs) right so i think someday it'll be really interesting to look at whenever they do actually release guidebooks for either the series you know, manga or TV series, and how they're going to kind of combine them together. But Dragon Ball Super Broly will see a home release. Um, I'm going to shoot for June in yeah. Japan and July, August in North America. Okay. I think it's going to be pretty close. Yep. I'm going to jump back to the TV series real quick. Something I forgot to put in there because Mike preempted me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you um, mean? <laughs> I interrupted Unlike someone? before, when the series com- comes back, a simulcast will be announced 
immediately oh, and yeah. it will come from the very first episode yeah i totally agreed oh well, hold on here's, here's the big one is okay. funimation gonna snap up exclusivity on the streaming for the new super series or is it the oh. kind of thing where toby's like no 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 everyone's everyone's getting this because we want it on all the channels and by channels Ooh. i mean crunchy roll <laughs> that's a good question yeah i think i think funimation's gonna fight for it Everyone's, I mean, Funimation is Sony now. Everyone's got money to throw around. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Could we get a surprise uh, Netflix collaboration live action movie? <laughs> Let's not, please. <laughs> <laughs> Are you adding that to your prediction? Uh, yes and no. All right. All sorry, right. Heath. Continue. So Mike and I are going to clash a little bit on this one, but I'm with you 100% on how I personally feel about it, but... I think they will announce a new remaster of the TV series is at least underway. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely, I think they would begin. They'd start releasing it in December of 2019 or more like early January of 2020. I think that's safe. Um, yeah. I personally am leaning towards them not doing a premium release like the Dragon Boxes. I think yeah, they're going to stick more to individual discs are kind of like a double pack like Funimation has been doing yep. and in true Japanese form to get people to buy it they'll do some sort of hey everybody that pre-ordered gets all these bonus figures you you know if you buy if all, you buy them all yeah then you get some really cool thing that somebody possibly Toriyama designed who knows mm. and to go along with that fans will be very skeptical about this remaster after what yes. happened with the movies Will Heath buy them? Most likely, yes. Will he hate himself for it? Very likely, yes. Um, mostly because I'll want the booklets that come with it. <laughs> right. Of course, the the two big questions, is it Kai remaster or other remaster? Optical audio or um, broadcast I think, audio? I think they're going to stick you know, with the original full frame, but they will start doing things a la Kai, a la the movie remaster where they're going to start sticking new frames in to redo certain things there will be some censorships uh it won't look as bad as kai but it will still suck <laughs> and by as bad do you mean the boo arc i mean like where it just looks clearly where you're watching it and there's a distinct oh we just went from original footage to hand-drawn oh, yeah. the redraws, traced yeah. yeah um because a lot of that really stands out but yeah with that they at least you know they were reducing flash effects things like that i think that's gonna stay just because of a lot of new standards um maybe that more so than censoring anything out because there really wasn't a lot in the tv series other than you know like raditz and and i'm gonna go against julian and say new full color comics will finally be announced by viz but we're not gonna Mm. see anything until maybe 2020 but they'll at least say (laughs) something and fans will rejoice and then who knows it may all fall apart and never actually happen but something will be said or announced um four new volumes of the super manga will come out in japan i think that becomes a staple what not eight i hate you (laughs) (laughs) and uh dragon ball sd will continue to not see a collected release if there is it will be digital only Nothing printed because everyone hates books. Now. You think they're going to just stop SD? All major Japanese industries. I'm sometimes I'm sometimes surprised. Like I think maybe some of them just sort of have like their own momentum that keeps them going. Yeah, yeah. In 
like just completely uh, regardless of actual sales numbers. Of course. Yeah, it's very true. And um, I think publishing is one of them. I can't wait to be one of two people in the world that has a complete Psycho Jump collection when it dies. What, the other one's Pecking Duck? And, uh, does even he? Cause I remember no, it's what, probably an eight-year-old in Japan somewhere. <laughs> He's got some of them. Because, Julian, we were talking early on where even he was like, I'm not buying these right away because whatever, it's just SD. But then we're like, oh, well, I guess it's still going, so... <laughs> well, you know, they still have in their back pocket, they can drop down to like one yearly issue. Yeah. Since we've seen it constantly change. Go back it's to quarterly. It's still quarterly, isn't it? No, it's bi-monthly. Oh, there you go. So six. Yeah. So they have anyway. ways to work down <laughs> to one issue a year. Oh, All right. Boy. We're going to jump over to video games, and I'm really going to go out on a ledge here, but heroes will not die and continue to thrive, oh, and wow. I will continue to be with Jake and not really care but I'm sure others are happy. And um, I guess by the end of the year, by the end of 2019, at some point, we will see another short promotional anime of some sort, um, probably four or six episodes. In addition to the the space thing, you think we'll run through that and then something else will start up too? Yes. Got it. And another new handheld game, probably specifically for the Switch, will be announced. I have no idea what it's going to be. Something else. But hold now for fusions too. Give it to me. Yeah. Give me. And finally, we will catch up on super episode pages on the website. Um, a new guide will semi finally go live. Whoa, whoa, hold, hold, the, hold what? What are you what? talking about? No, we don't do content here. That can happen, right? No, we start things and then never finish them. Okay, <laughs> that's the way we do things at Konzenshu. Exactly. I will shut this whole thing down if you launch a new section. If you actually complete something, yes, that's not bad. allowed. <laughs> okay. As long as we still get paid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Checks in the mail, Julian. Keep that money rolling, man. <laughs> uh, let me know oh, when you z- get that, all right? My $0 check, yeah. <laughs> I think he would send you one for $0. I'll totally do that. <laughs> and you can I, frame I it everything. You. Don't spend it all on Just remind place. him that he would spend money on the postage. <laughs> it costs more to send you. <laughs> So he'll send you a check for like negative 34 cents. <laughs> what, I have to pay him? <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh. Oh, just keep sending me old V-Jumps. It's fine. Yes. I'll just never so, cash um, Yeah, a new guide will go live. There you go. All right, cool. and, and Julian will translate at least two things. I already have like four in the backlog that I need to post right now. So that's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, I've been um, blowing through the whole um, Broly times, which is a thing since I kind of didn't get around to the f1 but i can do that eventually i mean i have the rest of my life it's pretty good yep i'm slowly putting them up one's already up by the time you hear this and another one is up i just got to do the homepage post for it and you finish translating other ones so yeah it's coming all right we've been going for a while and we still have some twitter stuff to get through and we have i don't know like three thousand here um there's no way wait there's more oh my god it doesn't (laughs) stop it just keeps going here. So I'm going to breeze through just some of these, and I want just quick thoughts from you guys on uh, what you think. Uh, Joey says, a Kitaro Dragon Ball crossover to hand over the baton. I would like that. Yeah, so basically Goku talking to himself and Piccolo talking to uh, the Nezumi Otoko. That'd be interesting. Uh, let's see. Metal Knight 57. More signs will show up in the new series, and the Namekian Book of Legends is mentioned again. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. We, we can't go mentioning things here. Oh, boy. 
Master Tube Forties here uh, says uh, Goku learning to go into Ultra Instinct whenever he wants. Yeah, what do you guys think the future of Ultra Instinct here is over the next year? That mm. that is something I was pondering about putting in my predictions because I don't know what's going to happen with it. Yeah, I think they're going to just hold off on it. It's going to continue to be a crutch that he can't quite get to, but maybe gets better at. I yeah. think it's, I don't know, maybe it's something that they keep in their back pocket for special occasions, like the, the Genki Dama in the old movies. See, Campy here says, due to the popularity of Super Broly and judging by Toei running the favorite movie poll, by the end of 2019, another popular Z movie villain will be adapted into Super, whether it be in a new anime or in a new movie. Uh, yes, the uh, constant, who are we canonizing next prediction, uh, if we had to choose anyone Let's not Bojack. say it's going to happen in Pojack. All right, there we go. Moving on. He had uh, North Kyo. Uh, you know, his his planet gets destroyed again, and it turns out they resealed him in there, and yeah, I don't know. So, so Team Four Star is canon now as well. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scott got involved. Uh, I guess we got to give AJ's here. Super Returns. <laughs> I say that like, fuck you, AJ. That's not how I meant it. It came out wrong. AJ says, uh, Super Returns by July, latest with no retelling, and Yamamoro remains with his focus on heroes, leaving Shintani or someone following his style to head the visuals. Mike continues to leave the Broly soundtrack unopened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I know you too well. Mike. Out of fake spite toward everyone, I'm just never going to open that thing. Uh, yeah, I think AJ is in line with what I'm thinking, kind of what you're thinking, Heath, as well, where uh, this is the style going forward, but whether Shintani himself is uh, in charge, don't know. Lots of people saying pretty much that, totally independent of each other. Uh, seems like we're all thinking that's where the uh, visual production part of the series is heading see uh red scar 64 toriyama announces his retirement and hands the keys over to toyotaro and the dragon ball room i toriyama's not that kind of person i, I just don't see a, him coming out with a a strict statement of i am done now i think he's gonna continue to be there in the advisory and uh like raw plot role yeah he's not the kind of person to say nope done he's more like yeah maybe <laughs> right and keep saying that forever i think as long as he is more in the advisory role that's yeah. when he'll stick around if they're like yeah now we want you to do a new series toyotaro can't draw for you be like all right i'm done you're gonna make me work i gotta read these because people seem to know me well uh luke the horseman 14 says super returns by fall and viz makes a big manga announcement please the new hero switch game comes west and people will like it for some reason mike's relationship with the dhl guy will still be complicated <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, uh, you that's guys very accurate work out there are you guys like on a first name basis yet you should like set out a video camera just to see what he looks like oh i've i've met all of them <laughs> and they still don't leave your packages no they do dhl is the good one it's uh who is it it's uh fedex who's always screwing things up a lot of people talking about super returning and uh i would say the majority of them seem to I think they will not do a Broly retelling. And the only reason we're even talking about something like that is because uh, what they did with Battle of Gods and Resurrection F. And uh, it really feels like this was them taking the time, do the production right. And there's no need to stall for time if that's what they're going to do for a new series. Well, especially since it just picked up right at the end of the Tournament of Power anyway. Yeah. yeah. And they, they came right out and said it. This is just a continuation of the series, but in a movie 
format. Yeah. Let's see. Omega Rockman Super resumes in July, following AJ's prediction. Uh, international rollout much faster this time. Toonami seamlessly transitions into new Super once the tournament and power finishes. Yeah, that would... Uh, oh, I didn't even think that. Of that would work out well for them. Uh, Nintendo puts Dragon Quest character slash Chrono and Smash DLC hopes to come Goku crowd is 100% wrong. <laughs> uh, Jump for Switch announced, question mark. Uh, so in case you're not following, it seems like very much the uh, upcoming there there was some rumor stuff going on about what the next uh super smash brothers ultimate dlc character would be following joker from persona 5 and in some of the latest data mining uh the the name there is yusha which means brave which is typically how they refer to the hero protagonist character of the dragon quest series so it really very much seems like we'll be getting that i think uh, all signs are pointing to the dragon quest 3 protagonist with a alternate clothing outfit from dragon quest 11 so that i think is indeed coming our way i am needlessly to say excited about that surprise ah. surprise uh, I think this is Tyson here. Dragon Ball Super Returns, touting a similar design aesthetic to the Broly movie, paired with a weekly anime schedule. Out of context, Super looked better than this new stuff. Screenshots will become the new Episode 5 type internet joke. Uh, yeah. I, oof. Oh, boy. I say oof because that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's a, you know, backseat armchair analyst now. Isn't yeah. it fun? Us included? <laughs> Raphael's really hoping the Yamcha manga will be adapted into animation. Julian, this is something uh, you were talking with Fudia about. You're really hoping we can do yeah, something like he, that. he'd love to see it too. I think that would be awesome. And I would enjoy that so much more than Super Dragon Ball Heroes. A lot of people uh, thinking about this, uh, You know, speaking of who are we going to canonize next? Uh, what are we going to canonize next? Gabby says Super Saiyan 4 will show up in Super. Goku can shift between it and Blue at will, although they're roughly the same strength, so whichever form he uses depends on what he feels like. Like that day <laughs> i like that okay <laughs> i just don't know how they would make that work yeah i don't think i think super sign four heroes is doing the right thing with it where it's gt is just a part of this expanded universe i, I think that's the right way yep. to go with that uh outside of heroes where anything goes you know you can throw anything together and make it work like what do you think goku fusing with goku <laughs> yeah. right yeah i just don't see how they can incorporate it at least into super you know, the series proper. It would seem like um, not only fan service, but I think any way they tried to pull it off, it would just seem so forced. Yeah. And they would definitely have to do it in a different way than how it was introduced in GT, I would think. You know, are the Sufrudians coming back? What's happening? Well, um, yeah, machine mutant versions of them, I guess. Maybe, sort of. What if they uh, just completely, re you know, Super comes back and it... It is just a retelling of GT. <laughs> it's just GT. Like, straight up, they just took GT, and they're like, yeah, what do you think of this? It's Dragon Ball GT Kai. Love it. Ultra Instinct Super Saiyan 4, give it to me. <laughs> so, like, a white-haired fur covering the whole body except for the chest yeah why not all right let's ah, call Super it there <laughs> because the replies continue to come in as we're recording here and there's a lot of uh similar oh, thoughts come on from mike you've got all night i do not have all night <laughs> i have to start editing this damn thing three audio tracks of <laughs> how long we've been recording here is gonna take me forever to put out uh so yeah let's leave it there that was wonderful that was a look at the top stories of the year on konzenshu some of our top content uh our check-in on predictions we made new predictions. You all made new predictions. I think 2019 is going to be a great year for Dragon Ball. It's going to be a great year for Konzenshu. I'm very excited about everything that uh, we have to bring to everyone. We got some really good kind of like renewed focus 
things we got going on, projects and things that everyone's working on. I love everything that we do. I love everyone that we work with, all of our friends and extended family here. It's uh, it's everything that I could have never hoped and imagined that uh, I would still be doing 21 years later. So here we are in January of a new year, roughly around here in 1998 is when I launched uh, Vegito EX's ultimate DBZ links page uh, into Vegito EX's homepage, into Dizenshu EX, then into Konzenshu. Uh, so my dudes, thank you much for everything that you guys do for me, continue to do for me. Uh, you're my colleagues here. You are my dear friends. I appreciate everything that you guys do. Uh, and again, everyone else that we work with as well. Um, that's kind of where I want to leave it this year. Uh, and by this year, I mean the beginning of this year because the year's not over. Anyway, uh, Julian. Yeah. Yeah. Give me 2019. Come on. What's it? What's in store? What do you got? Well, I'm hopefully going to be uh, being employed in Japan and moving back over there with my wife and kids. Excellent. Once everything's Woo-hoo! done over here. All right. Children demand that we bring it to a close. Heath, uh, what are you excited about for 2019 here on the site? Lots of things. Actually getting things done. Yeah, sure. We'll do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about what we've been doing with the wiki, what we've been doing for translations, uh, you know, just in general, kind of to echo what you had said, just the people that we've been working with, the things we've been doing. It's really exciting to see all the new energy that's in the series and and just the website in general. And I, I think, I've said it before, you know, the sky's kind of limit of, of what we can do. We, we set the bar for ourselves very high, but I, I think this year we will exceed our own expectations of what we can do, especially with, you know, all the, the new faces that we have that have really brought a lot oh, to yeah. the table and... Uh, it's been really nice as we've all gotten busy with other things as well. So my hat's off to them. And uh, I'm really excited, hopefully, to get the wiki actually live available <laughs> for, for people to use. And and Mike can actually continue writing random articles that no one else will ever read and maybe get <laughs> two views in the history of the Internet. Well, but, come on. Someone's going to read the pitted in entry. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's where I stand. And People are going to ask about that. Uh, we're hoping we can do some kind of soft launch for that in 2019. Uh, look forward to more chat about about that here on the podcast uh, in the future as well, because we want to obviously bring some transparency to what's been going on and what we're hoping for. Uh, it, it's it's a big project. Again, like you said, the standards that we're, we're holding ourselves to. And what's amazing is that everyone else that we've brought in in this most recent batch is like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to hold you guys to even higher standards than that. Like, God damn it, you people and your standards. <laughs> We've trained them well. So we're excited about that. All right. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. I have been Mike. That has been Heath. That has been Julian for these folks and for everyone else that uh, plugs away at our stuffage at kanzenshu.com. I say once again, thank you. Uh, I can't wait to spend uh, another 21 years Kanzenshu uh, can drink now woohoo thank you much Julian wrap it up Kanzenshu